Welcome to the Inner Gateway. I am your host, Misha Frankel. Mature aged, but young inside. These podcasts are about uncovering our true selves, gaining courage to remove blinkers, and see reality as it is, not how we think it should be. Join me on this journey of discovery. Lana Mai Mitchell, it's my delight to have you here today. Your interest, as far as I'm aware, is in Eastern wisdom with the focus on empathy, compassion, mindfulness, being present in the moment, mental health, and always going beyond belief, seeing where we go in the future. Could you give us a little bit of information how you started this journey into the Eastern wisdom? Was there any specific event that triggered you? Yeah, sure, Misha. And thanks so much for having me on your show. So really the introduction to Eastern Wisdom started in 2012 when I went to Nepal. And I had three goals, which was to learn about the Nepali culture, hike into the Himalayas and volunteer. (laughs) As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to, my typical method, which was planning, I was a really big planner at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I let go of the plan and I let it evolve how, however those things wanted to manifest. And so the Nepali culture came up, learning about Nepali culture came up first. And one day I went to a walk up the hill from where I was staying in Bauda, which is the Tibetan Buddhist community. And there's Kopan Monastery up on the hill. And I went to Copran Monastery and they said, hey, the next day, the very next day, we've got a 10-day introduction to Tibetan Buddhism starting. Wow. And I went, fabulous. That that was great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I did the 10-day introduction, did the meditations, listened to the teachings. And since then, I've always been influenced by that time in Nepal. And more and more, I've done coaching work myself in terms of being coached and also a coach myself mm-hmm. and have been more introduced to meditation. And in conversation with a friend, I was saying how inspired I was by this Eastern perspective and how I'd love to blend it with my corporate work. And we were throwing around ideas and I thought so oh wow you know the eastern influence corporate leader could be a book and then I went oh it could be a podcast and so the podcast has happened before the book and so that's and it's really the seeds for that were sown in 2012 in Nepal oh I love the concept of seeds because we always need a seed from which to grow and from that seed we get the tree and then we get the knowledge and that was brilliant from your point of view So you had 10 beautiful days of knowledge given to you from the source on the Buddhist realm, meditation, the fact that you're doing the coaching now and sharing that is absolutely, absolutely magical. How do you you. feel about it? Oh, great. You know, it's it's an act of service. It's giving. um, I'm in a place where my cup is overflowing. And so I'm able to create these things that, people can benefit from that's the main thing in life if we can give a service and people can benefit wow look what we're doing we are fulfilling our life's purpose so from the eastern wisdom point of view 
how, what have you learned? What has this given you uh, to take into your daily life? One of the biggest pieces is meditation. So mm -hmm. uh, every guest that has been on the show says, I meditate daily. And I had been someone who meditated weekly, most weeks, maybe twice a week. Sometimes like I'd go through sprees and meditate more frequently. Um, and really I went into, okay, I'm going to do daily meditation. And so that has been really uh, awakening in terms of my appreciation for my life, my appreciation for the things that are already here, um, having a greater adaptive capacity that, you, that happens when you meditate. Um, so that's been the biggest thing so far. Well, I concur with you because I'm another daily meditator. And oh, I fabulous. find, oh, yes, I, I, I would be lost without it. It is just part of life. I find once you start falling into a pattern, which is feeding your soul, you want to build it more. And that is where the, the, where the Eastern mysteries are so beautiful because they're feeding our soul all the time. In your coaching work, where have you gone with the Eastern mysteries? Are you uh, teaching it? Is it uh, becoming part of your mindset? Has it changed you? So from a coaching perspective, I have had previous clients that I facilitated meditations for, and there have okay. been, say, over 40 people on those calls. And I integrate some of the things from my coaching work. So attuning to the emotional body, feeling what we're feeling, um, diving right into that, acknowledging all feelings, and then bringing that in with the meditation piece. And so how that shifted me is more so... I guess I'm less attached to outcomes. So I set intentions, less attached to exactly how that outcome needs to arrive and what I think I need to do or what I think is required to manifest that outcome. And then the pace where, you know, if I receive a no for something that in my little mind, I think I would love, I know that there is a bigger reason there's something bigger coming that I, I can't yet quite comprehend. And so I'm being redirected towards that thing. Yes. In other words, what you are doing actually is following your gut, as I would put it. You get your own intuition and you follow your emotional body. But at the same time, it is your, your heart that is being activated because through meditation, you are getting this feeling that comes through. And the fact that you're teaching it uh, in, in large, going through the mental, the emotional body. Uh, tell me, do you use visualization in the meditation or is it just, no? no? Sorry, not so much. <laughs> not, not so much. More going into your feeling state. I, oh, actually, occasionally there's a few meditations that I run that mm -hmm. take you to like a state, like a, like a, it's like the scene I have behind me, the tranquil yeah. setting. Um, a few things like that, but more like from the breath, feeling your emotions, um, tuning into different frequencies. Brilliant. And there was something that you said, you've become less attached. That's mm -hmm. as if you've stepped back and you've become the observer. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yes. I find that really important because when you're able to become the observer, 
you don't get so emotionally caught up in what you're doing. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. So the emotion part for me is the intelligence of the, you know, why am I feeling this? Oh, that's interesting. Um, just as witnessing the emotion happen and allowing that to inform my actions, not necessarily um, like acting from that or from that place and, and being from the observer place. The, the interesting thing about, thing about that is witnessing yourself going through these experience and, and, and being con- conscious, uh, consciousness aware of consciousness. Yes, definitely agree. Now, I noticed you also very involved on a, a, a awareness stage from a mental point of view. So how do you think things are impacting on humanity at the moment, um, especially on the youth of today and humanity per se? Do you have any sort of thoughts on that at all? Well, I think one of the biggest things at the moment is the focus on attention. So we have all these different devices that want a slice of our attention. And mm-hmm. we have like from a from a consumer perspective, um, there's l- many companies who would love a slice of our attention and devices like your phone, your laptop, your <laughs> your watch, your like your VR, um, like virtual goggles, and they all want some of your attention. So I think it's like important to be present with what you would love to create. And that's relevant to all ages in what they'd love to create in their life Mm -hmm. and to focus their attention on those things. And if it is serving you in that moment. Beautiful. Moving on virtually within the same mindset is materialism because consumerism and materialism go hand in hand. And what is happening at the moment is buy, buy, buy over the internet, online. So there's been a switch in people's purchasing in the way of thinking. How do you see this materialism impacting on life from now on well i think materialism is interesting because a lot of companies are starting well not starting more so they're really into it like the more Mm -hmm. conscious aspects of consumerism and so i mean one of my friends who runs a granola company uh called the alt saints he Mm -hmm. has this company that produces nutritious i think it's vegan granola and he contributes 1% of his revenue total sales to saving endangered animals. And so he has partnerships with the Jane Goodall Foundation um, and he's writing digital technologies. So I think like it's a group of people are more aware of their purchasing power and mm-hmm. where they spend their dollars. So it's not like I would say that you know, there's a, there's a subgroup in that like consumerism angle that you can spend your dollars to greater effect. Uh, and another friend of mine, she has a um, tarot cards business. She's an incredible artist and she paints these beautiful tarot cards and she plants a tree through an organization that plants trees. Every tarot deck she sells, a tree gets planted. Beautiful, because what we're talking about here is awareness. 
And the more people are aware, whether it is of humanity, whether it is nature, it is all sorts of thing. It's that awareness which, which takes us forward. That is the what I call the transformation in mind. Now, with what you're doing with the meditation and everything else, how do you feel about the aspect of mental and emotional transformation? This well, I think we're always transforming. So it's mm. like, it's not like you arrive in a certain place and a certain amount of conditions are in place and you're done <laughs> like it, it, it's it's constant I mean I've achieved things that I thought were not possible um before and then you know another doorway has opened or another deepening has opened so I mean transformation for me is continual I uh, I know I'll be transforming until you know the day that I take my last breath like it's 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 we're always in growth I think that is beautiful because for me, we evolve from birth to death and all the way through life, there is something which is manifesting, which is transforming, which is purifying. And the decluttering aspect of letting things go, that I think is a big one when we are working on a, um, let's put it on a deeper level, especially working with meditation, working with consciousness and that understanding now, that goes beyond the normal belief process. What do you feel is your attitude when you think of going beyond what everybody believes in? What beyond, do you mean by that? Okay, people might believe in a certain thing. At the moment, we have, we have COVID, we have all um, unrest, we have mixed messages coming out. So there is a, um, a mindset in the community, but beneath that, there is that deep belief, which goes beyond religion, the belief in humanity, the belief in continued continuity. Um, so going beyond that, which is the, is the physical, is the mind. Maybe I'm not getting the question right here. It's going, beyond what everybody expects of us. In other words, you were going for a walk. You ended up with a 10-day um, Buddhist retreat. And then what happened from that? That was beyond your belief system. You went there looking for one thing and you ended up taking yourself that much deeper into it. So it's being open to go beyond our own belief and I suppose that's the transforming that we do from day to day yeah exactly I think I've answered my own question there <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness me so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself where you you see yourself going in the next few years where you still see yourself at the moment you've got a book in your mind to write yeah what is tell us about the book What's, is it oh. going to be on Eastern wisdom? Yes. Yeah, so the, as I mentioned, mm. the podcast is informing the book. And so I plan to share, I, I plan, I'm planning <laughs> this. Yep. It, it may yes. take a different evolution. Um, <laughs> the inspiration is to share the topics that are covered in the book in a more deeper way. Sorry, topics that are covered in the podcast in a more deeper way um, mm -hmm. that's available and that can be used as an activity resource to start conversations in organizations. Um, so that's 
that's like the container and it's still, I mean, as I'm talking about it now, there may even be a series of guided meditations around intention settings that come with the book, for example. Um, and where I was, I, I mean, so the short version is I went to university, I did really well at university, um, landed a graduate position in financial services, um, worked in financial services, loved it, had a, had a brilliant experience, uh, took a career break in 2012 to go to Nepal and do things in the, in the US in Outward Bound, which is an organization mm-hmm. that supports um, like development through wilderness experiences. Yep. And, you know, then from there, I came back, went back to financial services um, had my own experiences with mental health, um, had a few mental health crises go on. And I was in and out of working in financial services and running my own business mm-hmm. um, through a point where I had a fledgling business that was like, had a few clients, but nowhere near uh, as abundant as what my roles in financial services were. Um, so I accumulated some debt um, a couple with another mental health crisis and that really accumulated where to where the when I was hospitalized that one of the doctors who understood my situation mm-hmm. reflected that back to me and said that I would be homeless um, I was really offended by that at the time I thought you know how, how could he say something like that um, and now, you know, I, like I fast forward, I, I created a business while I was in hospital, which led to a role back in financial services. Um, and like it's since snowboard since then. Um, and so I look back and I'm really thankful to that doctor because, you know, at the time I was like, how dare you say that? And now I, I'm like, wow, thank you so much for saying something like that. So um, because it really activated my choice and my will, um, you know, to go out and, and work through hospitality jobs um, so that I could pay the rent. And then that ultimately led to something else. So, yeah. And then the other part to your question, where I'm heading, mm-hmm. I love coaching and I see coaching performing more and more of my day-to-day role um, where I work in an organization as well. And yeah, I mean, I'd love to be having a conversation about transforming the way that leaders lead and coaching leaders and developing leaders more. Um, I, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have a collection of of people working with those things on that. Well, that was my next question. But what I do want to say is, I love the doctor. He gave you your wake up call, and I yeah. find in life those wake-up calls come to us every now and again when we are ready for them, when we surrender to them. So if you're looking at working more with leaders and having the, um, the input to develop leaders in their field, how could you ever feel homeless and useless? I think you have incredible potential within you. And what you are doing at the moment is unpacking the onion that you are to find the essence and what's buried underneath yeah I'd just like to clarify that I I never thought that I would be homeless and I have a loving and supportive family so oh good to hear that (laughs) yeah that 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 was was just a prediction that he was projecting on me because I mean in the mental health field 
um, a lot of the people in hospital who were there were homeless. And so that's a very real reality um, for people who don't have the um, support always that other people have. So like it's, it was true, but it wasn't true for me. Oh, I'm delighted to hear that. <laughs> delighted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So leaders moving forward, where's this going to take you? You're going to be developing different courses in order to stimulate the leadership ability in people and um, give encouragement. Am I right here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, building people's capacity, so stimulating their leadership, building their capacity to hold an even bigger conversation with their people that they're working with. Okay, so that is also going into the team building aspect of um, providing uh, leaders with a deeper mental understanding of how a group works? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, there's a whole range of things. There's like, there's a map of containers that we would travel. um, And one of those points on the map may be, hey, let's go into team building. And so let's see how, where your team is at, where you would love for them to be. Of course, holding the space that it may even be more than what you can imagine. That's it, which is going beyond your belief. Always being open for something different. Uh, I think it's brilliant. I think the way you're going, being open to to what comes is really the only way forward. And the fact that this started off with Eastern terminology, with Eastern input, meditation is one aspect. What about the the Buddhist religion itself? Has that impacted on you in any way? Yeah, a lot of what I have integrated is of a buddhist perspective so Mm -hmm. particularly around non-attachment um you know that we are the cause of our happiness and we are the cause of our own suffering absolutely Um, then the nature of examining the mind so you know that we have this thinking mind that that i've since heard from people who are far more experienced than myself that you know that mind is not necessarily the brain uh, that we think about it It, the eastern translation for that is the heart and so uh yeah like we we're not our thoughts our thoughts are a a conditioning that has been brought up um through how we've grown through the situations we're in uh, yeah, so examining the mind and also I think um, the pieces around compassion and generosity. So really to have compassion for others who, you know, you may have been in a situation similar to them or you may not have. And there's the teaching around uh, like um, Venerable Shodron, um who spoke recently. She said that you know, to love people, the people that are your peers, the people that are your followers and the people that are your enemies as well is to have a a sense of love and compassion for all of those people, regardless of whether your points of view agree or not. Um, So yeah, those are the things I've integrated. I mean, there's there's some things in, I'm not, I'm not Buddhist. So there's some things that, that are preached in that, that I don't practice. Um, And there's some things that I don't know yet as well. Well, we're all learning. And I think it's beautiful to get to the point where we are not following a religion, but we're following a belief. There is the belief in humanity, the compassion, the gentleness, the kindness, 
all the aspects that we want to actually see in the leaders going forward, in the people that are out there. So getting past the, um, the greed, the power, the hunger, and moving into compassion, understanding and kindness is the way I see we going forward. Is that, am I on the right track with you? Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Good, because I see you, Alana, as taking all this beautiful teaching that you've had over the last sort of nine, 10 years, and you're now putting into practice for the wider community. Yeah, yeah. Good. Can I put a crown on your head? Oh, Oh, yeah. I I mean, yeah, it's more sharing, similar as what you're doing, like sharing the insights that you've collected um, to people who may find it of value. And it may be some people hear it and they say, wow, you know, I didn't hear it in that way before. And now it's really sunk in. Or there may be other people that, you know, it's not, it's not their time. It's not their thing. um, And that's equally okay. Oh, brilliant. Sort of understanding when it's time to speak, when it's time not to. And also, as you say, um, you can hear the same thing three, four, five times, but then the fifth time you'll hear it in a different way. And I think that's that's the teaching and that's the learning of life that um, we all have to go through is the deeper understanding and being open to be flexible. That I think is one of the biggest things that a lot of people are not flexible in their outlook. How would you describe flexibility? I always think of the tree that when the wind blows, the tree can bend. Yes. Beautiful analogy. Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, And um, if the tree cannot bend, then it just falls over in the wind. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. I had a tree on my deck yesterday and there was the big wind. And what happened? It was in a pot. (laughs) What's the tree doing down there? And (laughs) And so that analogy, it wasn't strong enough to stand against the wind. It was in a pot. And and I think that's a big thing in life as well. If we don't have that inner strength to take us forward, we are standing still. And that's Mm. the flexibility and the strength. Now, where and what else can you tell me? How about the abundance of life? Oh, yeah, sure. So Yes, let's go into that a little bit. I feel abundance is really acknowledging all that you have in this present moment without the desire for more. So abundance can often be framed in, you know, I want an abundance of something. Like I need to get to another place where there will be more mm-hmm. when there already is plenty Correct. where you are. And I'm talking to like acknowledging that people need to have their basic needs for food, shelter, and that fulfilled. And then really, I mean, abundance is like, because my, my perspectives has shifted on it a bit. It used to be around like a lot of things and having more than enough. And now it's really appreciating what I already ha- have or what I already experience because it's not necessarily abundance. And I'll give you an example. Um, it's not necessarily the things that I own that make me feel abundant. So, 
you know, I can have an abundance of emotion or an abundance of happiness. And that's not something that I, a material thing that I have to own. And then I heard another lady, uh, Sherry Salata, talk about, you know, I walk out outside and there's 149 shades of green outside. Wow, you know, look at that variety that there's so much of that already exists today. And, you know, I don't have to have anything to create those 149 shades. They're just there. And so I think it's my, my, my shift on abundance recently has been becoming more of like, there doesn't need to be anything else in place before I can be abundant. Like I, I don't need to have to do anything to become abundant. I, it, abundance is a state of being. Beautiful way of looking at it. Because often think of the word abundance and immediately think of things or money or on a financial but when we move to the point of recognizing that we already are everything and everything that there could be, it it's a completely different uh, mental attitude. So our emotion, our reaction to life is quite different. That leads us into an awareness of consciousness on different levels of being. Now, consciousness is part of who we are on all levels. So when we're looking at influencing um, corporate leaders for the future, there also needs to be an awareness in meditation of consciousness. How do you feel um, bringing that into a, um, a corporate teaching atmosphere? It's not an easy thing to do, is it? Oh, consciousness. The way yeah. I usually frame consciousness is like the witnessing yourself doing something so having the awareness that you're exhibiting a same pattern or same behavior um, yep. or having a same feeling and that you're aware of what you're doing and the intention behind what what you're doing and then there's also the consciousness of who you're being in that so what choices you're making how you're expressing yourself and what energy you're aligning to um in that moment that's that's how I typically approach it I don't I don't approach it from like a um like a woo woo yeah like because that doesn't I mean like from the corporate setting I know it, in my role it's very tangible so you know I've got to talk about pain points for customers I've got to talk about um features and benefits and cost to projects and time to implement and all these kind of hard metrics and so you had those they exist and then it's also the you know what's the story you're telling about those how are you communicating those things what's your presence as a leader as well beautiful so that's where you come down to conscious choice when you make choices in a conscious mindset which takes things onto a different level it's not a reactive consciousness it is a um specific because re with reactive consciousness we are reacting more from an emotional point of view whereas when we are doing something from conscious choice we're reacting in a very different way it's it's an action with energy behind it with choice yeah sorry I tend to go into mm -hmm. teaching mode too no it's fine <laughs> I, I'm taking it in as well this is an experience in hearing your insights too. Oh, that's what life's all about. That's one thing which I found very strong and why I wanted to talk to you is because 
we are sounding boards of, of each other. And I think that's the important thing in life is recognizing that we all have something to give. And mm -hmm. um, I think you have a very important role because you are in the corporate sector. So you can bring your uh, beautiful compassion and kindness and awareness into that environment. Thank you. If I had a hat, I'd take it off to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Elena, what else can you enlighten us with today? Is there anything you would like to sort of enlighten me with? Please feel free. Yeah, I'm just thinking through that. So the other thing that I've been really present to is generosity. And oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah, and just like living life in a generous way. Mm. And that can be, of course, once you're filled yourself, so not from a self-centered perspective, from a perspective that, you know, you can't give from an empty cup. So the generosity is about what's overflowing. And there's like many ways that you can be generous. You can be generous with things like like giving physical things we're coming up to Christmas and so there's a lot of generosity around um you can be generous with your time and you know that can be even more valuable to someone than things and you don't necessarily need to um be speaking a lot when you give someone your time you know someone just really may need as someone to listen to listen. and to to share their ideas with um and I've had some brilliant examples in my life recently of people who have been just next level generous, you know, um, and it's, it's been incredible. And so, you know, you can be generous financially. You can give to, give to organizations. Um, you can support members of your family or your friends. And uh, you can also be like generous in your con contributions in knowledge. So you might have a creative project that you'd love to start um, that people would really love to hear because you've got something to offer. So I, I, to give you an example, I thought about, um, I was inspired by another podcast that I was listening to around all the ways that you can be generous. And so I wrote a list of all the ways I could be generous. And one of those things on that list was to give five LinkedIn recommendations, which doesn't cost anything. And it's actually really beneficial because if apart from the effect of making someone's day, which is what happened when mm -hmm. I just spontaneously gave these recommendations, I know that down the track when I'm going for my next role, that if I choose to, I've got a bunch of people that I've just recommended but they hadn't asked because usually what happens is people ask for recommendations and you give them. You don't mm -hmm. often receive one randomly. Um, so I have these people that I can call on um, and, you know, that that generosity tip made its way to the Australian Financial Review and was published in their newsletter. So, you know, like, and, and it didn't cost anything. At what, however, it was really valuable to those people as well. So, yeah, that's that's the other thing that I have to share that I'm really passionate about. I would love to clap my hands because <laughs> seriously, generosity of that ilk is your heart speaking for you. you. You did something from your heart. And when we work from the heart, 
we don't expect something back. Sometimes it comes back in a different way. So that was beautiful that you just gave five tips. That was on your list. And I, I find that very encouraging because that tells a person who you are. That is your essence, your beingness. So instead of always becoming something, you are now being in this space. You're giving. Oh, yeah, That's you. how I see you after that. <laughs> That's a lovely story because it's gone beyond a story. It was an event which was mm -hmm. recognized. And uh, when we get recognition, when we don't expect it, that's the beauty of life. We give without expecting. You didn't expect that, but you got it. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and it made you feel good, didn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that when you, like, you, there's the, you think by giving something away, you don't have it anymore. A lot of mm -hmm. the time by giving away, you have even more of what you have before had before you did it so in this example you know had I not written those recommendations I wouldn't be able to give that and I wouldn't be able to feel how I do about that action so I have more than I have more of generosity than that I is before. it <laughs> that is it look at the gift you gave yourself by not even oh what am I going to get out of this that didn't even come into your mind you just gave yeah and you got back the recognition that was your due. Beautiful. That is the sort of framework that needs to be incorporated in leaders of the future. So it's, it's that generosity, that giving, and that giving nature. I, I find that the recognition comes when it's due. So share knowledge. Let there be an overflowing of your cup. I love that. You know, when we look at that as, as a cup half full or half empty, no, yours is overflowing. You've always <laughs> got something to give. That's a beautiful yeah. analogy. Let's enjoy that. Thank you. Oh, what else can you teach me today? I am open like a sponge. Oh, um, I'm thinking what, what else is alive in my practice? Um... Because your podcasts are leading you in, in a specific direction you in interviewing very successfully different people and building up a community through that, a recognition. Yeah, definitely. Time. And look how much you are learning at the same time. Oh, loads, loads. Yeah, every time I'm uh, I'm listening, holding this conversation, ha like trying to be insightful at the same time going, wow, I didn't even think of something that way um, before. So yeah, it's really interesting to to be like witnessing in the, the learning as it's happening and inquiring as well. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that I have to share that's really alive. The generosity thing is really alive at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, that's probably about it in terms of like what I'm really feeling. That's really good because the other thing I was going to highlight is energy because we are all energy and it's recognizing mm. the frequencies that we are and going into the meditation uh, you would be feeling a slight shift in energy as you're doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, because rec recognizing Sorry, that, you go. No, just recognizing that 
in a coaching uh, environment, especially when you, you're talking to teams of people and leaders, you have to be aware of that shift of energy in people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. How would you cope with that? Uh, so what comes to mind is that what initially you're looking for in the coaching relationship is to create an energetic shift. So you're wanting to speak to from a, a vibration that is calling the person into what they would love and attuning to that. And when you see it, like often previous coaching dynamics can see, you know, the coaches just give me the answers. Like, just, just tell me what it is. Get, tell me, tell me, tell me the thing. And, <laughs> and whereas now more so like the coach is the mirror. And so when the person is resonating in their highest vibration, that's available to them at that time, because it can always shift and grow. Um, the coach is reflecting back what the person has chosen and their their growth that is alive in that moment and creating more of that energy um, so the person can feel what it is like in that moment beautiful because that's the the exchange the interaction and then from that becomes enhancement and it moves on from there magic love it now what i did want to say is to send people also to your website which is the easterninfluenced.com is that yeah correct? yeah Yes. Yeah. And well, then I have two. Sorry. Just please tell us about that. Oh yeah. So I have two websites. I when I created the podcast, I created a website to go with the podcast, which has been good in a way because some people um, love to just for it to be the podcast and not and it be about learning and insight um, and not about anything else. So that is easterninfluence.com, mm -hmm. and then my personal website is alana may m a i mitchell.com. Okay. How are you finding that? Which part? The going more into the uh, media from the point of view of you've got two websites, you've got a business website, you've got a personal website, you've also got an Instagram account. Are you finding any of this overwhelming or is it something which you've just fitted into how your business is flowing? I just fit it in. You yeah. just fit it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we please highlight your Instagram account? Is that Instagram.com slash Alana Mai? Yeah. So, so if you go to Instagram and you type in the search Alana dot May uh -huh. or, or look search for Alana May Mitchell, um, yeah. then my account will come up. Beautiful. And it is growing every week by the looks of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because the interesting thing is that um, with if the people who are listening to this put out their own social content, um, a lot of the time you can have engagement from people and there tends to be like a, a loyal supporters who will engage with everything. And I, I thank them so much. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as I find out, there's a whole group of people who like are engaging with your content that you have no idea. I, as some people, I, I had no idea that they they'll comment on something. They'll say, Oh yeah, I saw your video and I, and I was so inspired and I, I'll be like, Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And then also 
there's a bunch of people who will go, you know what, your content's not for me anymore. Um, and it doesn't resonate with them and it's not where they're at. Um, so they won't engage with it or they might like unfollow you. Um, and that's part of it because there's going to be people that you're really speaking to. And there's going to be people that, that are like just witnessing going, Oh, that's really interesting. And then there's going to people be people that it's not for. Um, so, yeah. I think that is beautiful. The fact that we can recognize and that people have the option. And what I think is so beautiful in the group that we have at the moment is the support being given to everybody. And I feel if that was more available in life, wow, wouldn't it be so much better? Is support. Yeah. It is known yeah. that you can rely on people. And yes, they have the option. Oh, look, you know, it's for me. No, it's not for me. That's fine. Exactly. And that, that is a beautiful thing in life where we have um, freedom of choice to make our own decisions. So I applaud you for where you're at, what you've achieved oh, you. and where you're going because you're obviously going places. It's just mag magical. So oh, thank you. Elena May Mitchell, thank you ever so much for talking with me today on the subject of influenced, influencing corporate leaders, being aware, being awake, and being flexible. Oh, and let's not forget abundance and changing the mindset <laughs> about abundance. I think that's a huge, huge shift in awareness because when we shift our awareness from one way of thinking to another, we've changed, we've transmuted, we've clarified. So thank you for your clarification, for your presence, for being who you are, and I look forward to, to many more conversations with you in the future. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much, Bisha. Join me weekly as we explore the question, who am I? And what is behind the inner gateway?